Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat about horror movies. So this week's episode is going to be covering the film High Tension, which I have wanted to see since it came out, but for whatever reason just never did so. So before we get into that, I'm just going to kind of mention some of the things I've watched since Wolf Creek. Honestly, not very much. Um, I rewatched it, the original like two-part TV miniseries from 1990, um, because a friend wanted to see it, didn't know Tim Curry was in it and playing as Pennywise, so it's like, yeah, sure, we can watch that together. And then I watched for the first time Miss 45, which I had never seen before either, and uh, that is one that's also been on my list since maybe high school, um, but I was like, I'm never, I'm not quite sure what kind of movie it is, I mean, I know it's like a rape revenge film, but I didn't know like what kind of angle it would take. Um, some of the imagery or artwork associated with it kind of always looks very, I don't know, not up my alley type of thing. Uh, but I did finally watch that and I thought that was quite good. And I want to see more movies from Abel Ferrara. I think I've seen The Driller Killer at some point, but I really don't remember. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. But yeah, that was pretty much it. I watched some documentaries as well. Um... Nothing notable, though, just some random stuff that was on Canopy. Um, so, and for reference, Miss 45, I believe, was on Canopy. High Tension was also on Canopy. Um, so I love that. If you don't know what Canopy is, it's a service that various libraries are subscribed to. Um, so if you are if you have a, a membership at your local library, and if they have a Canopy subscription, that means that you can get access to it with your, your library card info. And pretty much it's kind of like a Netflix-type service where you can watch streaming movies, um, streaming documentaries. It's kind of more focused. In a sense, there's a lot of kind of educational-type material because, as you might expect, if it's being presented through libraries um, and colleges as well. I think a lot of colleges have access to it as well. So there's a lot of focus on kind of like film history or just history in general, a lot of documentaries that you can't find other places. So that's cool. The only downside, or there was two downsides. One, as far as I know, whenever you watch something on that service, it costs the library money. Um, so that's how it works because you're getting it for free. Um, but the library is not, so that's kind of sad, I think. And also that you have, and similarly because of that, each library also cons- uh, puts a limit on how many movies you can watch in a month. So for my library, I have a limit of 10 movies per month or 10 videos per month. But um, I've never exceeded that, and I'm, you know, always cautious to kind of not try to take it all the way to the edge every time. Um, But sometimes it can get eaten up if I'm watching just like, you know, 30-minute long documentaries. You know, sometimes I just keep wanting to go through more and more, and it can be uh, a bit much. But I love that canopy. I would definitely recommend it for people if you have access to it to check it out and see. There's some kind of, some movies on there, some material on there that's not on, for example, Netflix or Hulu. Definitely there are a lot of exclusive uh, contents on there. I think High Tension, though, is also on Tubi, which is a free service with commercials. So, yeah. But I'm not sure on there if it's the subtitled version or the dubbed version. I've heard the dub is not very good. Anyway, let's get into High Tension. Papa, 
So let's see, High Tension was originally known as, well, I don't know because I don't speak the language, uh, how you would pronounce it, because I'm just going to say Hot Tension, but I, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it. Um, it's also known as, what is it, Switchba Switchblade Love or something, which is a very intriguing title. High Tension just kind of seems very, hmm, there's a lot of tension, okay, but not like as intriguing as that other title. Either way, um, just to follow up on what I was saying, that I've heard that the dub is not very well done. So if you can, you should prioritize getting a copy of this in the original language subtitled, just so you can, you know, maybe not laugh at kind of bad dubbing. Anyway, Hot Tension, or High Tension, stars two characters. We've got a woman named Marie. She's blonde. She's She's got some short, real short hair. Um, and Alex, who seems like her best friend. And it, they're going to, they're going away to Alex's family's home because they want to be able to get some serious studying in for like college, it seems. And they're going to this family home because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's not going to be a lot of distractions of things that they could do aside from study. So they're heading to the, this house. And um, the only people who are there are Alex's family, so her mother and father, and her very young little brother. So they're there, and Marie is just her friend who's coming to hang out and get some studying in. From the beginning of the movie, though, there's a lot of tension, let's say. Um, a lot of things, fake-outs, for example, um, very early on, we get to see... The intro is kind of uh, Marie running through this kind of forested area. She's bloody, she's hurt. And what ends up happening is she wakes up because, oh, it was just a dream. I was having this dream where I was running and it was scary. Um, but soon enough, we get this very disturbing, just a, just a disturbing moment where we see this old, big, kind of rusty truck and there's a trucker in it. And um, he's clearly um, receiving on the receiving end of oral sex. But it's not from a woman or a man. It's from the cut-off head of some lady. And when he's done, he just throws the head out the window. And I'm like, oh my god. I did not expect that. That's just like, okay, I this movie's going to go some places. I'm, I gotta be ready, you know, strap in for this. So I was a bit... I was a bit taken aback, but I was like, okay, okay, I'm ready for this, whatever this is going to be. Um, and so early on in the movie, just one of those moments of tension is that the two, while they're driving in kind of middle of nowhere, um, stop off at kind of like cornfield. And Alex is like, I thought I saw something. I need to go check it out. And I was like, I wonder if she saw the head. <laughs> um, but she runs out into the cornfield and Marie's like, what? And, you know, chases after her. When she's in the deep in the cornfield, she hears the car start up again and start to drive away. She's like, what? So she runs back and, you know, it's kind of like, well, what was happening? You know, did someone steal the car? That's not really Alex. And Alex is already, something's already happened to her. Like, what's going on here? But no, it was nothing. It was just Alex being goofy, um, trying to scare Marie because she was, she was in the car, yeah. And she was just doing that to, you know, try to give her a little jump scare, I guess. I'm like, okay, 
that's just a moment that you know it could have been something but it was nothing fine let's continue i'm ready for that real something to happen so yes they get to the final they get to the rural home and uh marie is getting settled in and she goes outside for a smoke and sees alex through kind of the window upstairs taking a shower so she's nude up there and um marie looks at her for a while um and then leaves uh the backyard where she was smoking and where does she do she goes right back up to her room and masturbates so it was at this moment where i was like okay so marie is gay or bi but i'm gonna just say gay um because we that the timing of that is 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 intentional isn't it um that she sees her friend naked and then she goes upstairs to do this yeah it's pretty obvious at this point to me um so like okay that's cool i like that we're gonna have maybe a protagonist that's gay i'm cool with that i'm, I'm excited um so i was happy for that and then i didn't have much time to enjoy that because uh this man in the truck he arrives at their house and i'm like oh god what's gonna happen now um so things things really don't go well when this man arrives um he keeps ringing the doorbell so the dad comes downstairs and says like what's up what are you doing and gets sliced gets hurt very badly and then um gets his head stuck through the kind of uh gate thingy on the stairwell whatever it's called and then um gets his head totally destroyed by a big piece of furniture slamming into him while his head is kind of pinned there in the stair thing so i was like whoa okay this yeah i get it why this is uh, lumped in with new french extremity this is definitely of that style an early effort so i'm like yeah okay i haven't i haven't watched any new french extremity films for a long time um i was i was trying to do that more you know 10 years ago or 15 years ago and i you know i I still can i can definitely enjoy them in their own way it's it's just like wow man right up front we're just seeing some some bad stuff happen to these people um the dog is also killed i'm like oh puppy this big dog didn't get to uh, live very long um and the truck man is going through the house and basically he uh, attacks the mother um he does you know he kills also i think the child the little kid we don't see that fortunately but uh, he gets shot um, so yeah, lots of bad things happening. Uh, Marie, when she's in her room, tries to kind of make it look like nobody was there. So it's kind of like this unused guest room looking place. So that when the madman shows up in the room, because of course he's going to go room by room, right? That he will know, he will not be able to know that she's there because it'll look like it's a totally empty room. So he goes around, he looks in places and um, he doesn't find her, which is good. Um, he almost does, right? There's like some, some things where he lifts up part of the mattress, but not the part where she is, so he doesn't see her. Um, moments like that, I was like, is she just super lucky or how, like, she's super intelligent, she knew to do this? Or, like, is she super lucky that he didn't, like, lift up the whole mattress or look underneath the bed because then you wouldn't be able to hide? Like, I was like, whoa, you're extremely lucky at this point. Um, but either way, so Marie is, like, not noticed but of course this guy is going around to all the rooms um alex is in bed with her earplugs in which is how you realize oh that's why um she wasn't waking up from all this traumatic noise going on with the killings and stuff um but either way she gets you know noticed finally by the killer who is just 
kind of playing with her and, and ties her up and uh, gags her as well. So that's going on, you know, Marie is trying to get places. She sees the mom's throat get slit. It's very grisly because apparently, oh, because her throat is really slit. But then she's apparently not dead yet. She's like kind of making some guttural noise. I'm like, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Marie gets a knife from the kitchen. She can't call anyone because the lines are cut off throughout the house. Um, she wants to save her friend. She does give her friend a knife. But unfortunately, friends are in the back of the truck, and so they're both in the back of the truck when the, the bad guy closes it on them. So they get to a gas stop. So while the bad guy's getting gas, Marie runs into the gas station and is like asking the attendant for help, um, but has to hide because the killer comes in there as well, goofs around for a bit before killing the um, gas station attendant person. And Marie's like running, running. She goes to the bathroom, you know, manages to survive yet again. Somehow, because she just manages to be places where the killer isn't ending up looking. Um, but then the truck drives off while she's successfully hidden. So as a result of that, she's like, I gotta get, you know, I gotta get to my friend. So she steals the gas guy's car and his gun and gives chase. Um, but in this process, she ends up uh, getting tricked by the killer. So the killer ends up chasing her in the car. And her car crashes spectacularly, but she makes it. But she's definitely injured. Um, and she's now running through a woodsy area. And she gets attacked when there's like this tarp in this greenhouse or something. And um, the killer kind of wraps that around her face. But he ends up letting her breathe a bit. And is kind of like, oh, you know, you're turned on by Alex too? Yeah, so am I, or whatever. Um... And while he's kind of just playing with Marie, she smacks him in the head, so he's he's bleeding now. Um, and then she picks up her cool, like, makeshift bat with barbed wire wrapped around it and is smacking him in the face with it. Um, and I was like, good job, you, but is he dead? No, of course not. Um, he kind of gets up a bit, so she hands him with the tarp now, so it's his, you know, it's his turn now. Um... And then so I'm like, okay, she seems to be victorious now. She seems to have finished him off, potentially. Um, and that's when we see the police coming to the gas station and looking around. They find the dead man. They look at the tape to see what was going on. And we finally see um, on that tape that was just, you know, recording the gas station store that the gas station guy was killed by Marie. And it's very clear there's no, um, you know, obfuscation or anything. It's very clear that it was her who slashes him with an axe through the middle of his body. And so it's like, okay. And that's the moment. Uh, even if you've never seen this movie, you probably know there's a big twist in it. And that is obviously the twist that Marie is the killer. That Marie maybe have split personality disorder or something where... She has this kind of persona or alter ego of this middle-aged murderous man who is performing the killing. And she, you know, simultaneously or alternately is trying to be the final girl, trying to save her best friend from this killer. But in the end, it's all her. It's all her. And you get to, in case you didn't somehow realize it by that point when you watched the tape, um, it's just more clear because... 
Marie goes to the back of the car, takes out her friend Alex and like unlocks uh, her handcuffs and takes out, you know, so she's free to move again. She still has a knife. She's like, okay, he's killed. I've killed him. We're free. We can get away now. But uh, Alex is like, you know, pointing a knife at her saying, no, you're crazy. What are you, what are you talking about? What man? Um, so she clearly knew the whole time as she would have that the killer of her family, of her dog, of everybody was Marie. She would obviously know that just that the viewer didn't see that we were seeing Marie's perspective the whole time up until now. So then we get a fun like bringing back of the intro to the movie where it's that Alex is now running in this foresty area and she runs up to a car in the middle of the street. That person does not make it. They get killed very quickly um, and gruesomely, I guess, but you don't really see it, fortunately. Um, and then it's just kind of Alex escapes, but she gets really hurt on her foot um, with some broken glass, so she's kind of just stuck. But it's here. We finally have Marie comes up and basically is like, you know, you don't love me, do you, or something? But Alex says, yes, I do love you. So they share this awkward, forced kiss. But then finally, Alex, who had a crowbar from the car, um, slash, like slams it right through Marie's body. Um, not like to murder. It seems like more in her shoulder area, but clearly, you know, stops her from being able to continue to attack. And then basically you end the movie with Marie in a hospital. Um, it looks like I'm like a, a kind of place where she's, you know, there for psychiatric help. And that's pretty much the end of the film. So that's the film. And I have to know, note that I have never seen it before, obviously, as I mentioned, but I also didn't know really anything about it, honestly. And aside from that, it was part of the new French extremity, so very gory at points. What I didn't know was any of this, you know, aspect of this character being gay. I had no clue whatsoever um, ahead of time. And aside from that, I feel like I had heard initially that this was quite a well-regarded movie. And that, you know, it was like a very popular kind of unique twist on genre, whatnot. And I find that interesting because when I look it up now, it seems like there's a lot of commentary on it being homophobic, which I think is very obvious and apparent at this point in time, certainly, if it wasn't back when it released in 2003. Though there were even contemporary articles at the time that mentioned it as well, um, the problematic aspect of that. So, I don't know, some people clearly were aware the whole time. With that said, I did, you know, aside from before the twist, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I liked this protagonist. Um, the scenario was nothing new, but I was still, you know, into it. I was, it was very tense and well done, regardless of it, you know, being something new or not. Certainly um, not the newest thing in, in and of itself, but I was enjoying it. Um, I wanted to see the two, you know, girls escape or, you know, I was curious to see what was going to happen. And then the reveal that it's her, she's the monster. I was fine with as well in a sense, you know, cause I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but then of course it's like, well, was this, was this intended to be, you know, in a sense saying how it's the fact that she's a lesbian that that's why she did this. I mean, there's lots of movies where 
gay people are killers or mentally unstable. That's a huge trope throughout cinema, throughout a lot of works of fiction. So is it something like that, really, that's going on here where that's kind of because of this character trait? That's why she has this murderous male alter ego? I, you know, I don't know. And so I don't love it from that perspective. Um, if it is just yet another one of those types of things that you could chalk up to, oh no, gayness is, is uh, deadly, is a problem, people who are gay have problems, you know, no. That's obviously a trope that is portrayed a lot in movies, um, and it doesn't need to be, certainly. Not to say that every gay character must be portrayed as, you know, 100% pure hero, but... You know, just just something like that. You know, people need to think about that. But I'm sure they do. I seem like all the essays I was finding about high tension today were pretty much only about that element. Which is, I guess, a way to take it as well. But I did enjoy the movie itself. You know, it was a tense romp. And I enjoyed the characters, you know, the two. And while... And while I was following this trip and believing that Mary was, uh, Marie was not dangerous, I thought she was super smart, <laughs> super smart protagonist, doing all kinds of things the right way, or as right as she could, until you realize, oh, no wonder she was able to escape so clearly and cleanly every time. It's because she is him. She is, you know, able to know what's going to happen because she's the one portraying those both actions. Um... Uh, and that's why there's like weird little like uh, plot holes is because, oh, we're not seeing the true plot. You know, we're seeing a interpretation of it from Marie's perspective that is not accurate. So when things don't make sense, typically that's why. But I do think it was well executed. And I guess it was successful at being a bit of a surprise to audiences when they first saw it. They'll certainly have seen that you know, time and time again, of that sort of, you know, we're going to pull the rug out from you, you're the killer, or whatever. But it was not the worst movie I've ever seen, certainly. I enjoyed it, except for the fact that, again, it's a little bit sad that we have yet another film contributing to that that idea of, uh, you know, gay as being, gay people as being unstable, as being killers, as being monsters, you know, that whole thing is not great, but in and of itself, it was a fine movie, and I am happy to have finally been able to check it off my list. Like I said, I've, this has probably been on my list since 2003 or 2004 or 2005 or whenever, and I just never watched it. So I'm glad that I've finally seen it, and now I know what it's about. And now I can be like, maybe side-eye things when I see articles posted like, top 15 best queer horror movies, and they include this. And I have to wonder, because it seems, maybe, that a lot of the consensus now is that there's, you know, a lot of problematic elements. Not that there aren't other movies, but that then that's hoisted up as a must-watch queer horror film, as opposed to maybe better ones that are available now that are less kind of insulting. I don't know. Um, maybe it's still worth a watch, sure. But I just thought that was interesting that I've seen it also on kind of those top must-watch lists. Um, even now, I'm assuming probably just some people look to make those lists maybe just look at um you know movies with certain themes and they see the queer tag and here it is high tension queer tag horror tag okay i'm putting it on my list without 
being aware of what that that means in the context of the film. Either way, um, I thought it was all right and actually pretty good. You know, just we can all we can also enjoy problematic media. You know, that's part of life as well. Uh, dealing with that, so I would say, do I recommend it? Sure, as long as you're okay with that concept in movies, um, the queer as monstrous uh, type of thing. If you're okay with that, go ahead. Um, and if you can, of course, stomach some instances of very heavy gore. The whole movie isn't crazy gory, um, but there are, you know, the gory scenes and the parents are getting killed or people are being killed. That's the, the real kind of shocker moments. Certainly films later than that went really over the edge with it, like constant gore. Uh, but yeah, so that was High Tension. And uh, that's all for this week's episode. And I'll be back in two weeks for another episode.